We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm C. Fretch, joined as always by Sarah Kelleher, Dusty Easley. Guys, the Chicago Bears have a new owner. I don't know they if you're still aware. Suck. But they still <laughs> suck. Insert every damn joke humanly possible. We've seen them all because my God, like I love Packers Twitter, but they were they they took that Bears L and they freaking ran with it. Mm-hmm. Like receipts were all over the place. It was amazing. Um, they were Packers fans were talking a lot of trash, and it was sometimes I thought it was a little over overdone, but for the most part, it was. A lot, a lot of see. it felt justified. A lot of it felt justified. <laughs> the Bears yeah. fans were talking a lot of trash this, this summer. They were talking a lot of trash. They thought this was their so. year. Yeah. They really thought this was their year. <laughs> They're looking at Caleb Williams already. They're already looking for Caleb Williams. So. Yeah. Uh, but, Sarah, how are you doing? How's how's Florida doing? Um, one and O Packers? Like, what's, what's the feel for you? Nothing but good vibes here, especially about the Packers. Sunday – an absolutely great day. We made a huge tray of buffalo chicken dip, homemade pigs in a blanket. Absolutely delicious. Just sat and watched Red Zone and then the Packers game and then more football all day. It was everything I I envisioned and more. And it was so much football and so much food. And my heart, it grew three sizes. I was just so happy. The Packers game was honestly better than I expected. I was a little nervous, but I also, as we kind of talked about last week, I didn't have high or low expectations. It was just, all right, let, let's see how this is going to go. New era, you know, new era of the rivalry. We'll see. And it exceeded everything I had kind of hoped it would be. 
especially in the second half, it was just a ton of fun. The Packers were beating up on the Bears. And as a fan of the team, that is just, that's always going to put a smile on my face. And it was just a lot of fun. I thought Love looked, you know, really great. Defense looked really good. Granted, they're playing the Bears. So is this a true test of how good everyone really is? I don't know, but they looked pretty good. They looked pretty comfortable and it made me happy. So definitely a good first week of the NFL season. And so I've just kind of been riding that high ever since. And hopefully we'll continue to ride it until week two. Sarah, I knew you were having a good day because I had mentioned something I had heard from the like the first broadcast, one of the earlier games. I think it was Ross Tucker said something to the effect of, yeah. uh, I think Taysom Hill is the best football player who yes. ever played like in the history of the league. And your response was something to the effect of, oh, I thought I hallucinated that because I had too much buffalo chicken dip. I was like, well, Sarah's having a day, man. <laughs> Sarah's having a day. <laughs> I, I did, though, hear that. So the unfortunately, the only – pretty much the only con of my new apartment is that if I'm in the kitchen and facing a certain way, I can't see the TV, Uh, but I can hear it clearly. And I was, you know, meal prepping for the week. I had already eaten all of the terrible food. And so I was like, oh, I should probably, you know, cut some fruit and get all that together for the rest of the week. And I hear that. And I'm like, did I actually just hear that come from the other room? Or like, was Bailey watching a YouTube video, like a parody video? Like, (laughs) what is happening? And so I I literally went over and I'm like, no, it sounds just like the announcer. And then I went on Twitter. I saw your tweet. I saw other people's tweets. Like, that's a real thing that happened. Week one, man. Just a wild statement. A wild way to start. Um, Yeah, I'm doing good. I mean, same as Sarah. Like, it was, man, great way to start out. We had, uh, we got a Sunday ticket on YouTube TV this year, which was tremendous i did the multi-box and so i had three games going in red zone for the first slate of games it was just beautiful and then besides the packers games you had at the same time and i've gone back and rewatched it since then was that miami chargers game that was just absolutely insane like just a crazy crazy game so a lot of really fun football this past weekend on sunday and the packers after little close in the first half pulling away in the third quarter it really made for a very relaxing end of the packers game so yeah dude i'm I'm at the point, I'm looking at the game, I'm watching the game, I have concerns, but I'm still just just living in this, listen, I, like Sarah, I had no, absolutely zero, uh, zero expectations going in, and they just rolled the bears, absolutely rolled the bears, so I'm, it's impossible to not be happy after that. I mean, it was, it was so fun, it, legit, mm-hmm. it was so fun, like, the defense looked good. Like the defense looked good. Darnell I, Savage I looked tremendous. That I was didn't wild. think I could say that like at all during the year. <laughs> I was so worried. Devontae Wyatt leading the team with pressures. Uh, Quay Walker with a freaking pick six. Uh, you know, hopefully he's okay with it. He's in the concussion protocol now. But I mean, it was just it was plays all over the place. But you know, I think the bit one of the bigger things too was. I felt like Jordan Love really did well. If mm-hmm. we can, if we can get, if we can get Luke Musgrave just to run normal routes, <laughs> man, oh my god, like this is gonna be amazing. He forgot like, how his feet worked. Like every yes, time the ball exactly. was in it was the like air. one of those things. Like, oh, he's the fastest guy in tight end room ever. Like, oh, it's like all these praises that were shown upon him, and then he gets into his first NFL game and he trips over his feet like twice. Granted, he still caught the second one for sure. That was great. That was that was good. But I don't know. To me, I felt like there was poise that was shown by Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. There was command of the offense, and they didn't put too much on him. Like they gave him enough. 
the offensive line did amazing. I really thought that was that was something. And if you compare and contrast the Packers offensive line versus the Bears offensive line, yeah. you can see why Jordan Love was more successful than Justin Fields. So that was one of the reasons, yes. Just one of yeah. the reasons. <laughs> uh also the the only other thing, Lucas Van S man, oh my God. Oh yeah. Oh my scary. god. That to was to be scary. able to go and like he he threw Justin Fields like he was a little rag doll. But also the fact that it wasn't even a question. He's like, he's not getting around me. He's yeah, not he's, getting he around me. He stayed in front of Justin Fields, which it whatever you want to say about him, that dude's athletic. Like, just an absolute freak. That was incredible. So, yeah. I mean, I, the, I was I was full of promise. Like, I don't think the Packers are winning the Super Bowl this year. But, my God, like, I felt like there were so many questions answered right away. Of I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself by any means, but – I, I legit, one of my friends texted me. She's like, hey, what, what do you think the Packers score is going to be? And I, I showed it to you guys, too. And I was like, 21-17. I'm like, honestly, I'm like, I have no freaking idea. Like, I, I have no clue what None this of is going to Yeah, exactly. And to see Jordan Love show up in a regular season game, do his thing, be able to, you know, command that offense. And I think it's going to grow because we all had some Aaron Jones questions uh, about where, where he went. But when you can go down in week one, down to Soldier Field and take a dub, like, that's huge. That's yeah. Huge. yeah. So I think the biggest thing with love that made me feel like, okay, he can really just take control of the game and lead this team it's just he seemed so cool about everything, so calm and cool. I mean, they fumbled the snap and he dribbled it like a basketball and then chucked it downfield for a huge pickup. And you, I, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh no, he's going to get all flustered. You know, he's young and he doesn't have a lot of the experience. And you see that a lot of times with young or inexperienced quarterbacks that they just fall or they just, you know, spike the ball on the ground or whatever. And he's like, oh yeah. Ah. Luke Musgrave's out there somewhere. I'll just, you know, throw it up there. I'm not ruining and, this play. Oh. I'm chucking this ball. Like, I'm not ruining <laughs> yeah. this. And even other times, I mean, on the first touchdown to Dobbs, just so much poise in the pocket. I mean, credit to the offensive line for giving him that time. But he could have forced it, and he, he waited. I mean, you saw the footwork was good and everything. And then the second touchdown to him, oh, my God, where, you know, Dobbs mossed that guy. That was crazy. But yeah. the placement of the throw, everything, it just really showed – an experienced or more experienced quarterback than I think I was expecting to see. Um, and so, like you said, Steve, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, we're going all the way. Packers right. are going to win the Super Bowl. Right. But it makes me feel really good about where this team is going. And the other thing is just the belief that they clearly have in him, that the staff, the players, I mean, after the game, Rashawn Gary's hyping him up. <laughs> Every, everybody's going crazy for him. And, and that's really cool. I mean, obviously, when Aaron Rodgers was a the quarterback, they believe in Aaron Rodgers because he's Aaron Rodgers. But just to see a guy who really is unproven and the team believe in him so much, I think speaks a lot to where they think they can go to. I think that that Dobbs, that second Dobbs touchdown catch, my first oh my thought God. was just that was that was James Jones against the Falcons in the divisional round of 2010. It was like the, it was in the it was in the different part of the end zone. It was on the right side as opposed to the left side, but it looked almost exactly the same. That was my 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 first thought was that that's that's the James Jones catch right there. Yeah, pretty cool. I mean, honestly, it was it was amazing. Like the whole game, it, you know. We sat there for the first half and we we're kind of like, ah, they're figuring it out. They're figuring it out. They're figuring it out. 
no way anybody thought after the first half that would be the final score of the game. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm hopeful. I, I think it's tempered still a little bit, but um, overall, like, I, I'm really excited. They weren't so. like they weren't Jordan Love and the rest of the team were not an abject disaster. Like no. it was, that was one of those things. Like they, when he gets in the real game, this, when they, they make adjustments, is he going to be terrible? And like he was, they weren't I think, game busters be, either. No, they weren't no. game busters either. So no, I'll be curious to see what happens a team that gets more pressure because he, sure. they, they did not get a lot of pressure on him. But yeah, he he like you said, he was not amazing. He also did not fall flat on his face. Like okay, that's that's a hurdle cleared. That's one yep. hurdle cleared right there. Yeah, I'll take for that. sure, for sure. Um, all right, we got a little bit of news and notes. So we've got. Uh, the Packers beat the Bears so bad that apparently <laughs> Michael Jordan is now uh, the guard, the Michael goat. Jordan. He is now on the Packers. I don't know how a 210-pound guard is going to do. Again, no. Uh, but, no, Packers uh, added Michael Jordan, the guard, to the practice squad. Dusty, who was the guy they released? Austin Allen, who was a yeah. tight end, saw some time in the preseason, the big dude. I, I thought looked good in the preseason, but he went to the practice squad. So, yeah, he's the guy they, they released to make room for uh, for Michael Jordan. Uh, also, another another move, we've got uh, Josh Nyman getting a restructure. So a classic you know, NFL pa- Packers move now is adding four void years to his contract. <laughs> Um, and so they get 2.5 in cap space this year. So I don't know. We we all follow Ken Inglis, and he said it's not a move that was made to to make Rashawn Gary's contract extension come through. But Dusty, I believe you were saying like this is the last the last of the moves that the Packers can make to create any kind of cap space, right? Yeah, I mean, they pulled a lot of triggers in the past couple off seasons. I think this outside of the Gary extension, I think this is the last really big trigger they had to pull to create any sort of room. And so if that's not, I mean, we were talking beforehand, Steve, and I mean, your point on the, the Gary thing is they do typically tend to backload those things a little bit. Yep. It gives them flexibility if they want to structure that differently. Maybe they've got someone in mind. Maybe they just want a little more flexibility in case something happens down the line. They don't want to sure. like wait till the last minute to restructure Yash. But yeah, this is my understanding. This is the last big uh, trigger for them to pull in terms of uh, freeing up any cap space. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they what they do. Like everybody is expecting a, a Gary extension coming sometime soon. But yeah, obviously we don't know. We'll we'll react when that happens. But guys, there's some more reacting that we need to do. Uh, Monday night football, Aaron Rodgers goes down, tears his Achilles, done for the year, probably more. Um, and so I, I know there was a lot of – there's a lot of jokes. There's a lot of jokes around, but um, I'd like to get your honest reactions to it all. Like, Sarah, how like how did you feel? Were you watching the game? Like, just give me a little – head, like, where your head was at when this all went down. Yeah, so I was watching live, and honestly, it really sucks. I don't think there anyone is a winner in this scenario. And you know, we've we've shared our opinions about Rogers, especially the last few years, and just you know how everything went down. I don't think it things ended on the happiest terms in Green Bay. I think they were on okay terms, but could have been better, obviously. Um, but you just absolutely hate to see this. It's just, I was genuinely curious to see how their season played out. Um, obviously, I wasn't 
you know, yeah, I'm rooting for them and I, I hope they win the Super Bowl and all that. But it's a great, as a fan of the NFL, as a fan of football, it was a really good storyline to follow. Um, and it was something that I was intrigued by. And to see it just end essentially before it even began, it was shocking. It, it really was shocking to watch um, and just how it kind of unfolded throughout the night. You know, at first they thought it was an ankle then it quickly turned into Achilles, and then pretty much right after the game, Salah's confirming, yeah, it's probably an Achilles, and there's an MRI tomorrow. And I I felt pretty sick about it, honestly, just thinking it through. And, um, you know, anytime you see one of these guys, whether it's, you know, in basketball, football, whatever it is, suffer an injury this significant, it's, it really just kind of makes my stomach turn. Um, and so to know that he's already at the end of his career and all that he's done for the Packers and just kind of wishing him the best in the next chapter, it, it sucks. And I hope this isn't how he goes out. I, I think he will certainly try his best to come back. He's, you know, if we know one thing about him is that he's a competitor, he's not going to quit. And I think he's really going to try to come back, but is, you know, what does that look like? Is he going to be the same Aaron Rodgers? That's this Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, you know, who's over 40 years old or pushing 41 by the time they he actually comes back. I um, mean, this is a long, grueling, grueling recovery where you have to relearn things and it really affects your balance, which obviously as an aging quarterback is really important. Um, so it just sucks. I, I feel for everybody involved, feel for him. Um and yeah, this just, I mean, that was worst case scenario for everyone. I don't really, I mean, right now the picks and all that, it's the least of my concerns. Of course, before last night, I was like, yeah, I'm rooting for 65%. Now it's like, well, <laughs> that just really sucks that it went down that way. Um, and I just kind of feel terrible about it. Um, and I'm curious now to see what happens there uh, with Zach Wilson, because that certainly wasn't their plan. Um, that's why they brought Rogers in in the first place. <laughs> Uh, but just really, really sucks, honestly. Yeah, I echo everything Sarah says. Basically, I mean, it, it, that was my that was my first reaction was this sucks. After all, again, anything you feel about kind of how his time in Green Bay ended and all that, which even then, I mean, I think he he went through that. Look how happy I am here, and kind of seemed like he was really going over the top of that stuff. But he still was very much, you know, texting Jordan Love, and Love has talked about how how much he's meant to him, and he sent the message to like Sean Clifford when he got his when he got the locker. Like, there's still a connection there. There's still yeah. kind of a love for the city there, a love for his time there that he's spoken up openly about. And it, yeah, it. I mean, I don't, I don't know. If there's any other way to say it. It sucks. It was weird seeing him in New York, um, but see what he's done in Green Bay. You know the Super Bowl, uh, all of the just insane moments, uh, great great throws that he's made over the years, and just I mean me personally too. I mean I started writing about football when uh, when Rodgers was the quarterback, and I've learned a ton just from watching him and how how defenses are processed and what you're looking at and kind of how all that does. Like I watched him very closely for the past ten years and learned a ton about football from him from watching him so seeing this go and it was again seeing it weird seeing him in new york but it still was like you're gonna get to see him play football like i'm curious to see what he's gonna do there how is that gonna look with garrett wilson like i was excited to see how that offense was gonna look if it was gonna look markably different than it was when uh when hackett was was in green bay if it was gonna be roughly the same with some different pieces and now yeah it's it was four snaps it just it sucks for like one of the all time great quarterbacks that you're like there was all this excitement in New York about what this was going to look like, 
and four snaps and it's done. Like it's just, yeah, it's, I go on for a while. I will stop, but yeah, there's, I don't think there's any other thing I can say about it besides it just really sucks. It really sucks. And it's sad. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how much else I can add to this. I mean, you guys really, really covered it. It's, he's like a childhood, like, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. Like it's, that's not the way you want to see it happen. You may not like the fact that he went to the Jets. You may not like the fact that he, you know, quote unquote, forced his way out of Green Bay. But you don't. You like you don't want to see the injury happen. And so, like I was even tell, telling both of these guys, like, like all I could think of was with the Matrix. Like not like this. Like this isn't the way it happens. Um, I fully anticipate him grinding and and pushing and trying to figure out a way to play again. I just don't know if I see it happening. I, I really, I, I hope, I, I, I legit hope it does because I don't want that to be the end of Aaron Rodgers' career. I think he's got more to give, and he's so unbelievably talented, and he did so much for the Packers that, yeah, absolutely. If he can grind and get back, I hope it happens. So it sucked. Um, there are some. There's been some funny jokes out there. There's been some, you know. Hopefully he can see a little bit of of light out of it, all of it. But um, man, that just blows. That just really blows. So, guys, Packers are one and zero. The Packers are one and zero. Who the hell thought we'd be able to say that after Week One? I don't. I don't think any of us knew for sure. For sure. But we all predicted um, a win, though. We did. We did. Um, by the way, I. F- Anders Carlson, man. Oh, yeah. Holy cow. Perfect day. Tank that 52-yarder. Holy cow. That Way thing to steal my from surprise like performance answer to one of our questions. <laughs> that's my bad. That's my bad. I had to call you out. You always call me out when that's I steal true. your answer. That's so you call me out, sir. That is fine. You absolutely do that. I have a backup. Um, so I pulled a Dusty and I had two answers. So we're go. always lined up, ready to go. <laughs> I remember I legit watched I watched him and I watched uh, and like he looked I felt like he looked so uncomfortable in that <laughs> kick and I was like he's gonna miss this he's gonna tank the crap out of this and all of a sudden he just booms it I'm like right down the middle too okay okay well sounds like we Maybe got a kick just one of those people that sucks in practice and then when they get the lights in the come on and they're in the real thing sure. yeah they're ready to go I mean also, this is though- me manifesting that that's the case i did have a question maybe you guys know this because i don't i was very confused one of the reasons they drafted him was like he's got this huge leg they won't have to worry about kickoffs and he kicked it off to the goal line like every time (laughs) i don't know if they're trying something because there was a new rule that went in this year that if you fair catch the ball between the zero and the 20 it goes to 25 so i don't know if it was like a they're, they're looking to see, they're testing to see what's going to do, and then you're just going to tank it out of bounds after that. But I was the same way. I was like, is this Mason Crosby like, kicking Mason off? Mason Crosby could do that. Mason what Crosby could do that. This is insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing all over again. <laughs> Can Daniel uh, Whelan kick? Get Daniel Whelan out there on kickoffs. I don't care who does it. Get it out of the back of the Somebody's got to be able to put it past the end zone. Like, I don't This isn't that hard. Everybody else seems to be okay doing it. <laughs> Well, the coverage teams were good. I mean, I don't think they made it to the 25, the returns. I so, want, there was one or two that they got. There was a good There was a good return because I remember I'm like, ah, oh, here we go again. Ah, oh, here we go again. They, I guess I they did say have, like they did have 35, a lot of Maybe like he got to the 35. Okay. But 
Yeah, yeah, just, just yeah, kick it out the back of the end zone, man. This, this should, <laughs> exactly. shouldn't it's be that easier. hard. <laughs> way easier that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk uh, Packers offense versus the Atlanta Falcons defense. So, as we do every single week, we're going to talk about the one thing that we're looking for. Um, Sarah, we'll start with you, and then we'll you know go to me, and then Dusty will have like seventeen minutes about things he's looking for. While he, um, while he rides a bike, what are you doing there, bud? I was just just doing a little dance, Steve. I do a little my dance. arms up okay. and down. Okay. Just doing a dance. Okay. <laughs> God, he's excited. <laughs> he's excited. Yeah, he's ready for his speech. Um, for me this week, I'm looking for the exact same thing I was looking for last week, but just in a different way. So again, focus on running backs, uh, but rather this time. You know, what's it going to look like? How is Aaron Jones going to be involved? And, you know, what does that look like? It's just, can we stick to the plan? Can the Packers please just run this offense through Aaron Jones? That's that's all I want them to do. And the other thing is that run defense is a weak point for the Falcons, at least through one week. I know that's not a lot that we're working with, but looking at the stats and watching some highlights from, from week one, the, they allowed the Panthers to run for 154 yards in week one. And that seems like it's a recipe for Aaron Jones to have a really good day. Something else I'm also curious just after one week is how they're utilizing A.J. Dillon. I feel like the play calls are just wrong for him. And they're kind of setting him up to fail, and it needs to be different. So really curious if they make any adjustments based on what they saw on the tape. Uh, so rather than, you know, usage and, you know, who's getting this many touches, I think it's clear Aaron Jones should be getting the majority of the touches. But how, like, what does it look like? What are they going to do? What are some of the play calls? I think they got a little creative with Aaron Jones in the second half, which is why things worked out the way they did. But just felt like they could have done a little more with A.J. Dillon. So curious how they adjust based on what worked and what didn't last week. Obviously, different team, different defense. But if things are working... You should probably keep doing them. And if they aren't working, you should probably adjust them. So this is basic math here, Packers. Uh, so that's what I'll be looking for in week two. Sarah, great minds think alike. That uh, We didn't talk about this beforehand, but this was exactly the way that my mind was going of. I was calling for, like, where the hell did Aaron Jones go? Like, where did he go in the second quarter? Like, what the hell happened? Um, I want his usage to be upped. And I really want A.J. Dillon's usage to be smart. Like, A.J. Dillon should be downhill running. He should be running straight at dudes, trucking them and running through them. But what they had him do was going out wide and getting pitches. Like, that that's not his game. And I, I would like to think that after three years, the Packers should know what A.J. Dillon's game is. They should know what Aaron Jones' game is. Like, that was a Matt LaFleur thing of, like, Put these guys in the best situations of the things that they do very well. So I I think I am also going to be watching the running backs and seeing exactly if they make those adjustments to, you know, put them in better situations. Obviously, Aaron Jones is the guy. If Christian Watson is coming back, man, it, that just opens up even more things, but Aaron Jones is a focal point of this this offense, and the fact that they didn't like use him at all in the second quarter was just baffling. Like I just, I just didn't get it. So um, that that's kind of what I'm looking for. Dusty, what about you? This is awkward because I have one note. It just says more AJ Dillon pitches. 
So I this <laughs> this is I don't know where to go from here. This is weird. Um, Are you just trying to troll me and tell me I don't know shit about football? Was that basically what? You don't know ball, Steve. You don't know football, man. You want what AJ Dillon on that triple option like they had Jaden Reed on uh, early oh, in the game? God. That's what you want. That's what I want to see. Um, so I've got a couple. One of them is is fairly simple, and it's uh, the highest targeted player against the Falcons last week was was Hayden Hurst. And so if the Packers do that and you give some get Luke Musgrave rolling a little bit, they were a little little soft in some of those coverages. Hurst didn't do a whole lot, but Musgrave is more explosive than Hayden Hurst at this point. So I'd look for Musgrave to get some more touches within about 10 yards of the line of scrimmage or something. You think the he other- can run straight and not fall over? Well, I know we're gonna see. I don't know. I think I think his problem is when the ball's in the air. So if it's like a bullet within ten yards, that's clear. That's clear. That is. His he doesn't issue. have time to think. He's good if the ball just hits him and he doesn't have time for his feet to get crossed up. I think he's good at that point. So yeah, maybe too. They're playing in a dome, so maybe the sun, you know, that that threw him off. So inside in a controlled climate. It was also it was all so bad. Like literally watching him. Like oh, that's a touchdown. Oh, oh, he fell. He fell over. <laughs> yep. Okay, cool. I thought oh. this was the explosive tight end, but no, he just fell over. Nobody touched him. Um, I have a hard time complaining about a 37 yard gain, but he could have looked more graceful. <laughs> He's on my fantasy team, so I can complain mm. about the fact that he didn't get into the end zone for that. That's fair. Steve's like, as his game manager, I was really exactly. disappointed. Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> you really let me down. You really let the whole team down. Uh, so the other thing I'm looking for is. The Fal- there's not a whole lot to go on tendency-wise from the Falcons' defense because last year, I think last two years, defense coordinator was Dean Pease. He retired, I think, to spend more time with his grandchildren. Good for you, Dean Pease. Uh, and so the defensive coordinator this year is Ryan Nielsen. There's not a ton on him. So just based on this past week and based on kind of what they ran, about half of their coverages were either quarters or quarters variant. And what that gives you is, is like two pinch safeties in the middle of the field and looking to drive down on some crossing routes. That's one of the things that that quarter stuff is really good for. What it can give you is a soft middle of the field, so you can attack the middle of the field. That's one of the things you can do against quarters, but you've got to be precise and quick because those safeties then will fire down, look into jump routes, or if there's an errant ball, one can bounce out of the hands, go to a safety, just the positioning of it. That's kind of tough, and especially with some of the stuff the Packers are running. So Jesse Bates had two interceptions last week, both of them where Bryce Young was not reading him. Basically, he kind of took a glance at him real quick and then went back and then Jesse Bates just jumped it. Basically, the exact same thing two times across two different quarters. Uh, smart defense seems to be. I really like Jesse Bates a lot. Loves accuracy in the middle field. A little bit to be, a little bit to be desired. And for the first time in 20 years, they're targeting the middle of the field. Of Love's uh, passes between 10 to 19 or 0 to 19 yards, 62% of them came in the middle of the field and he was off on some of those. He had one that could have been picked if Dobbs didn't get a hand on it, whether that was on him, whether that was on Dobbs uh, not running the route and the correct timing. I don't exactly know, but something was off there and they had a couple of those. So with the Falcons kind of sitting in some of these quarters looks willing to drive on those and also willing having a guy in position to take advantage of those, they're going to Packers are going to attack in the middle of the field, but it's just a matter of they need to be, they need to be crisp on those and let those balls hit hands and bounce up in the air and timing's got to be buttoned up a little bit more than it was against the bears. Because I don't know if the Falcons have the best defense in the world. You said the running game is probably the best option here, uh, but they're, they're going to be opportunistic and they're going to have their players in a good position to make plays based on that coverage shell. So that's just one of the things I'm looking for in the passing game there. Well, guys, we got a couple of questions from Twitter. Um, or X or whatever the hell they're calling it now. So 
Uh, first one we got from Mike Kawano. On a scale of one to one, the lottery, how hyped are you regarding the Packers' week one win? And what would you like to see Green Bay address most going into Atlanta for week two? Sarah, let's start with you. Hello, friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA Finals, and I desperately wanted to go to Game 6 in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane, and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. Goodbye Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Now, thankfully, the day of the game I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used Game Time to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using Game Time app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals, the Game Time app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two clicks only, in fact, and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never need to dig through your email. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. It's finally football season, which means... It's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepickscom packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah, on a scale of, you know, one to one the lottery, I'd say like maybe if I won about $5 on a scratch off, like I'm feeling like a winner, but not that I won the jackpot and everything there. So feeling confident, feeling optimistic, but not going to let that also blind me from any, you know, potential things that the team still needs to work on. Right, Um, because we all know the Bears still suck. Right. Like, that's the thing. The Bears were literally the worst team in the NFL last year and didn't appear to really improve much. So are they still the worst team? They spent a lot of of money in free agency. Didn't seem to do much. Some might say too much money on players that they shouldn't have spent that much money on. But that's neither here nor there. 
Yeah, I um speaking of that, I forgot that Chase Claypool was on the Bears and that was a jump scare. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot that happened last season. He forgot he was up, there too. Yeah. yeah he, <laughs> just brought up a lot of well. memories. No, he did not. Um and then what would I like to see them address most going into week two? You know, we already talked about the running back, so I won't talk about that again. Even though the defense played well. There were still some missed tackles here and there where with Justin Fields scrambling and a mobile quarterback, I was like, please just get him or push him out of bounds or something like this is just a lot. So, you know, Desmond Ritter is is a mob- is a more mobile quarterback, not obviously as mobile as Justin Fields. There really isn't anyone. Um, maybe Lamar Jackson's about it. But um, that sure. that's what I, I would like to see is just, you know, let's have some clean tackles. Make sure we're getting to the guy if we need to. Um I think there was a bit more of it in the second half, but in the first half there were there were a few where I was like, "Oh my god, not again! This can't be happening again." Uh, but they cleaned it up, so let's just have a, a clean slate in week two. Dusty, how would you feel about the miss the miss tackles on Justin Justin Fields? Like, I, I had very very similar reactions to Sarah. Like, like legit, like this is what he's going to do again. He's going to go for 150 yards and. It was like Ka- Colin Kaepernick flashbacks. Like, yeah. like he had a couple of really good ones. But also, I go back to the fact, like, it's Justin Fields, man. Like, he's, he's not a quarterback. His. He's a really good running back. Yeah. He's really good. So how did you feel after watching that? I mean, I like I said, it was not it was not great at times. I mean, the Jair Alexander would-be sack kind of stands out a little bit. But, I mean, that's the thing. Like, he's not a great quarterback. But not only is he fast, he's big. Like he is a he is a tough guy to take down, and I think one of the things that impressed me, you would like to see that tackling get cleaned up a little bit. I think part of it's a low bar to clear because it was better than it was last year. And then the other thing is, like I thought they played discipline on the back end. Like if a guy missed a tackle, there was another guy like forcing him back inside. There was none of this two guys in the same lane, and Justin Fields breaks outside, and then it's like fifty yards. Like if the, if the guy missed a tackle, the back end of the defense was kind of filling in and playing discipline in a way we hadn't seen before, and it was in a position to. If not, if not, maybe to make the tackle immediately, make him think and slow him down and force him back into an area where there were guys. So I, I think I think it it's it's a weird matchup because it is one of those you would like to see the tackling get better, but it's also kind of hard to take down Justin Fields. So I, I I'm not pushing any panic alarms. I thought it was better than sure. I thought it was going to be. I think. Well, yeah, I mean, comparatively to like what what happened last year, I mean that was very impressive. Uh, next question: We got banging on the drum. Is Love our third straight Hall of Fame quarterback? <laughs> uh, I mean, yes, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it'll be very interesting to see how he does week two. But Sarah, how you how you feeling? Is this is is this the third straight Hall of Fame quarterback? God, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? Uh, like I said earlier, I feel really optimistic about where things could go. Really appreciated what looked like some veteran experience. Um, so are we trending after one game in that direction? Sure. Um, but I don't know if we'll continue to trend that way. I'm sure there'll be ups and downs. It's, he is a young quarterback after all, and that's typically how things go. Um, but, you know, why not? Why, why can't he be the third straight Hall of Fame quarterback for the Green Bay Packers? I think, like for the most part, he looked he looked competent. He had some flashes. He had, I mean, he's obviously got that big arm. He threw that one to Musgrave, uh, that Musgrave with his little baby giraffe body, just kind of you know stumbled around and caught the, the cramps where he got yeah. a, he got a cramp while trying to catch got it. A cramp while trying to it. catch it. I he mean, that's that. more that's more impressive that he actually got a cramp 
while catching it. Do I believe that? No, I absolutely do not. I'll believe it. I'll choose to believe it. I'm going to really? give the benefit of the doubt. Sure. I might as okay. well. It doesn't hurt anyone okay. either way, so I'm going to believe it. Uh, but he threw that like 50 yards while, while falling back. So like he has the arm. He had the no look to Jaden Reed. That was tremendous. Um, that was one that he fired to Musgrave and missed in the preseason. He had the off-platform. That first touchdown to Dobbs was good. But I don't know that he, he had he, – he never really had anything that showed like – Oh, this guy is like a good creative thrower of the football. Like he's going to make things happen when things break down, but mainly because he didn't have to necessarily. I think he he was a competent quarterback uh, that I would like to see more out of, especially the accuracy. But at the same time, it's week one. He's absolutely the third straight Hall of Fame quarterback. Why are we even asking this question? Mm-hmm. It's a valid point. It's a valid point. Um, yeah, I mean, legit. I think the Luke Musgrave play was was the the one that showed so much composure that yeah hell yeah third straight Hall of Fame quarterback because most quarterbacks young quarterbacks that if they drop the ball I'm gonna figure out a way to get get rid of this like I I just gotta save the play I got I gotta do whatever I can and he picked it up looked back figured it all out and dropped the bomb like. I don't think there's a lot of young quarterbacks that are doing that. So, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, absolutely. We'll go We'll go three for three. Yes, he's the third Hall of Fame quarterback in a row. Absolutely. Uh, next one. This one's for Dusty. I really liked Love overall. My only concern after the game was he was having a negative 5% CPOE. How much of that do you think is Love? How much on the receivers? And how much can we expect him to improve in terms of accuracy? slash completion percentage. So, Dusty, why don't you tell these people, especially me, because when I said, what the hell is CPOE? <laughs> um, yeah, tell the people that are listening right now what that is. Yeah, CPOE is uh, expe- a completion percentage over expected. So basically, if you complete 60% of your passes, but based on – and this is one that can change depending on where you're looking at it, um, kind of how that's judged, uh, but it is, it's usually roughly the same. But if, say, like – three hit off hands or a couple were judged uh, to be accurate throws, but the receiver didn't make a play on it. That'll bump it up. Conversely, if it's negative, that means that there were plays, there were throws that you could have made that were off target. And then it's negative completion under over expected. And so he was negative 5%, which is not good. I actually wrote about this for a cheesehead TV uh, piece going up today. Actually, as you're listening to this, uh, I, I think there's some concern. I mean, just because this is not a one-time thing. Um, I've not looked at his CPOE over the course of his career. Obviously, it's very small sample size. I don't even know if that's something that's accurately tracked that much over preseason. But that was one of the issues of him in college. That's one of the things we've seen crop its head up in preseason. It's one of the things we saw today. He seems like he has a good grasp on the offense. He knows where to go with the ball. But also, accuracy is going to be a little spotty. And I think the uh, knowledge and comfort in the offense – and the improved footwork and all that can improve accuracy to an extent. But I still am of the belief that you can't fully fix that. That's still something that's going to rear its head. It's one of those things you can try to minimize a little. So the fact that it was not good today, I mean, I think here's what I think. I think some days will be bad and some days will be much better. I think some days the CPOE is going to be, you know, plus 10%. And I think some days it's going to be negative 10%. I think he's always going to be this kind of inconsistent quarterback as far as accuracy goes, but I think he will have games where he is better than others. So that's, I, I think I, my, I don't think I'm not really concerned. I do think it's something to keep an eye on. I just think this, this, this is like, this is who I believe he is going to be until he shows that he can string together uh, more consistency with, with accuracy over the course of 
games seasons. Sure. We just we just haven't seen it. It's just it's been an issue. Next one, we got Parker Eves. Uh, the Packers threw out some wild formations on Sunday. Which was your favorite? Also, flats or drums for wings? So, uh, Sarah, you and I both decided that we weren't going to answer your favorite formation because, you know, that's a super dusty question. But the world wants to know, flats or drums? Like, what's your favorite? I'm going drums, uh, but I'm. This is one. I know we have a lot of food takes that we feel passionately about. That we're on one side, you know, very, very strongly versus the sure, other. Sure, sure, That's sure. not really the case for me. I, do I prefer drums? Sure. Will I do both? Yeah. I, I wings are wings. They're delicious, and I'm not going to say no. Um, so I'll pick drums. But I, you know, Steve, if you if you say. Uh, that other option that's just so gross. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna get mad at you or yell at you because yeah, that's I a, get it. It's a very valid point, and I will like honestly, I do, I do choose the flats. Like that would, that would be my preference. And made some jokes beforehand of like, yeah, the, the drums can be sometimes be a little tendony, and you know there can be you know not as much meat on the bone and. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I enjoy like I feel like it's a, an easier dip as well, and um, yeah, that that is my favorite. Like I do enjoy the flat as opposed to the drum. So, Dusty, feel free to talk chicken wings and your favorite, your favorite I'm, formation. Yeah, I'm with Sarah. I mean, I I prefer drums, but Shocking. I also I, I am know. shocked. I know who could have foreseen such a thing. <laughs> I prefer drums. We were talking about this. I, I think there are places that I will go that sometimes the drums have too much meat and not enough breading. And that's like you you did overkill. And so the ratio can go bad on the drums. I do prefer the drums, but I'm but I'm with Sarah. I don't I, I with Steve, I guess as well. I don't really care either way. If you put <laughs> you put wings in front of me, I will eat the wings. Like yeah, I don't yeah, I don't exactly. care which ones they are. So that's that's where we are. Um while one of my my, my favorite formation, I, I saw it a couple times, uh is just it was like a pistol formation with uh, a single back set direct, I think directly behind the quarterback. And then off to his right, you had two tight ends staggered. And so one was almost lined up directly behind, like almost touching the tackle while the other one kind of behind the guard halfway between the quarterback and the tackle. Really, they threw the shot play to Torrey out of that and they ran kind of a, a power run out of that as well. So that was fun. It was, uh, I, I kind of sat up a little straighter in my chair when I saw that on the field on Sunday, like, Ooh, okay, because it's kind of a, like a full house backfield with with the slightly modified the way the way they had that set up. It gives you a little more oomph in the uh, in the rushing game. It also kind of can draw attention up because you've got if you're attacking a certain area, defenses have to adjust a certain way. And so if you can do that and take shots behind it, that's that's one that I think is going to be fun to watch this year. I was I was excited about that one. Yeah. Uh, we got another question. Brian Hart said. Uh, very complimentary of us, but uh, I'm going to skip that part. What Packers, <laughs> what Packers player week one performance surprised you the most? And his food question, play, sit, cut, buffalo, barbecue, teriyaki wings. Uh, Dusty, you talking for like 400 minutes. So, Sarah, <laughs> we're going to start with you. Sure. So, you know, you stole my answer before, so I have to go with my backup answer here. Thanks, Steve. Uh, hopefully this is your answer so we can <laughs> be even here. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Darnell Savage. Um, was Ooh, very okay. pleasantly surprised by his performance on Sunday. You know, ten, Led the team in tackles with 10, had a nice tackle for a loss. 
uh, I think it was in the second half. And I just felt like he really got after it. Um, we finally saw, or no, I think it was in the first half. I don't know. God, I watched so much football, it's all blending together. Um, but really just got after it. I think we have really wanted to see, and so many fans of this team have wanted to see him be a bit more explosive um, and dynamic. And that's what we saw on Sunday. Um, and I was really happy to see him kind of break through and Hopefully it's a, something that we consistently see this season. Hopefully he can stay healthy. That's been another thing that's been a challenge for him. Um, but was pleasantly surprised by um, how well he played um, and hope to see that continue. And then, oh, it's my least favorite question because it's so hard. Um, but play, sit, cut, Buffalo, barbecue, teriyaki. I'm going to uh, play Buffalo. It's just the best and goaded and I love it. And then... I'm going to sit barbecue. It's a good backup option. And then, fortunately, I'm going to cut teriyaki wings. I just don't have them as often as the other two. Um, and so, by default, it's going to get cut. But I appreciated their efforts in camp and, and hope I could sign them to the practice squad. I mean, you you, you totally stole my answer. That That's one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> You would have cut I, me off and yelled at me if that was the case. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you would steal my answer. You always do this. Uh, no, I think Devontae Wyatt. I think Devontae Wyatt is my guy. Like, that's – he – like, the year two leap. That is the thing that you always hear about. But a lot of times the Packers players, I don't know if you see it all the time. And him leading the team in pressures with six, that's insane. Like, that's insane from what he did year one. Um, so I was super surprised by that, super, like, inspired and promised. Like, hopefully that's something that that continues. But, man, that. And then uh, I think the only other thing that super surprised me was what Rashawn Gary had, like, 12 snaps, and he had five pressures. I think it was 10 and 5. I think it was 50% pressure rate, I think. Yeah, it was. How? how oh, so it was 10 and 5. Okay. 10 and 5, yeah. Gotcha. Well, I mean, so even better, even yeah. better. Um, so those are the two things that I think were the biggest surprise for me. Like, I didn't really know what. But also, Sarah, completely agree with you on your on your wing take. Like, it's Buffalo play, barbecue sit, and teriyaki bench. Like, I'm good. So, Dusty, what you got? It's funny because my my two really were Darnell Savage and then Sarah said it was like, well, mine's going to be Devontae Wyatt. And I'm like, you guys, you guys are the worst, just the worst. I will go. Um, I'll give I'll get to here. I'll say Aaron Jones, not because he was good, because we know he was good. But I thought last year he was slowing down a bit like he had the slipperiness, the elusiveness. Uh, the burst seemed like it wasn't quite there and the speed wasn't quite there. Dude, that touchdown, he was rolling. I think he hit, I think next gen stats had him on the second fastest time of the week in terms of miles per hour. Second only to Tyreek Hill this week was Aaron Jones. I didn't know he had that juice left in his legs, man. Like I really thought he was kind of that top end speed is not there. The the burst is a little gone, but he's a slippery little dude and he's crafty. He was moving. So I thought that was a little surprising. And really more because um, the second guy more because I don't expect much out of rookie wide receivers. And we, I mean, we knew he was going to have to play was Jaden Reed showed some nice things. Uh, he, he had that one pass. He dropped that would have been a tough catch, but then beyond that, like he had a couple nice catches and then he had, that was a 50 some odd kickoff return or punt return, whatever that was like tremendous return. So seeing what he brought to the team, seeing his comfort on the field, uh, 
was surprising to see that out of, out of a game one rookie. I guess I'm so <laughs> so conditioned to see like a game one rookie getting like five snaps and looking lost that like Jaden Reed looked like he belonged and he did some very nice things. So that was nice. Did, um, this is me not knowing a damn thing, but um, it looked like he was very injured on that one play. Like, did, he, did anything they jump? said it was cramps. I think he actually came in. I thought it was his knee because okay. he immediately grabbed his knee. Oh, it looked bad. It looked yeah. bad. Like everybody was talking about his ACL. So I never saw a damn thing after it. So I want to make sure. I think it was a cramp, and I think he came oh, back in after the game, yeah. which was hell yeah. He yeah. he hit the ground. His helmet came off. He grabbed his knee. I was like, well, okay, he's done. Oh, yeah. Like that's it for the year. But I thought that was ACL. Fine. I thought yeah. that was an ACL. I thought it was too. Um, right. And then yeah, for for wings, I'll throw in wings. Actually, the exact same way. It's not even that particularly hard. I don't really care too much about barbecue and teriyaki. So I'm I'm start buffalo, sit barbecue, yeah. cut teriyaki. If you threw spicy garlic and dry rub into the mix, this becomes way, way harder oh, for sure, me. But with those sure. three, piece of cake. Those are those are the three you were given, so you have to answer mm-hmm. the question. That's right. All right, we got one more. Matt Pickett. Uh, was the use of Aaron Jones actually the right amount, or should the coaches acquiesce? To the torches and pitchforks of Twitter. Uh, I was definitely one of those. <laughs> food, what's your favorite cooked over a fire food? Uh, Sarah, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, Matt, I, I tweeted Aaron Jones' roster pick and said he's right here and added the Packers. So I'm definitely in the camp that they need to use him more. Um, I, I just – he is the – best player on this team so they need to run the offense through their best player uh it's really as simple as that in my mind and i think many other people's mind favorite cooked over a fire food this is tough i don't really camp or have you know a lot of bonfires in florida we have about a month or maybe two where we can do this so don't really do this a lot um i i don't know if it's cheating to say s'mores because I'm obsessed with anything s'mores like that. It's probably my favorite dessert, like s'mores, cheesecake, s'mores, pop tart, s'mores, anything is my favorite. And so when I get a classic s'mores and can toast the marshmallow, you know, you got to light it on fire a little bit to get it burnt on the edges, put it in there. That's probably my favorite, but I don't really cook a lot of food over the fire because I, I, I never go camping. It's too hot and there's too many bugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's who are you? Uh, I <laughs> I think it's somewhat the right amount. I would like to see him a little bit more. And I think that's just because of his age and the fact that it's a full season and you do want to run everything through him. Um, so I looked at this. So he played they, – they did not have a lot of snaps on, on offense. He played 47%. Um, out of 55 available touches, that'd be handoffs and uh, pass targets, he was at 23, 23.6%. So he was second on the team behind A.J. Dillon. Now, ideally, you want Jones more than Dillon because we saw Dillon this past week, and I don't necessarily know if it was the way they were using it, using him. I He just he looked slow. He looked like he was slow to hit the hole. He was not quite seeing everything. The burst wasn't quite there. Jones needs to get more touches than Dylan. But again, you do have to balance that. Like you're not running Aaron Jones, 29-year-old, soon-to-be 30-year-old Aaron Jones out there on 90% of snaps. Like you simply cannot do it. Um, 
and then I, I he gets more too if the game isn't out of hand if he doesn't grab his hammy at the end of the the thing so like from a game-wide perspective i don't think it's that bad that being said like that first half was noticeable uh in terms of in terms of what he was doing like you said i didn't look at his touches by quarter did he get a touch in the second quarter i feel like he did some nice things in the first quarter and then like you just didn't see five touches in the first drive and then they just went away from him. yeah so i think that needs to be balanced out ideally honestly what i'd like to do is it's like the uh was a late mid mid 2000s cowboys maybe with I'm blanking on I think it was Darren McFadden and Marion Barber. They had Marion Barber oh, who was just like 250 pounds that you didn't see until the fourth quarter. It was just they had quick guys running around you and then they throw Marion Barber out there and he's just ramming his head into dudes late in the game. Like ideally, and I and Dylan is not as physical a rusher as Marion Barber, but ideally that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see a lot more, like the percentages are fine. More Aaron Jones up front, and then as the game rolls out a little bit. Throw AJ Dillon out there. Those guys are gassed, and I've got like a 245 running back coming downhill at him. So ideally, that's what I'd like to see. But the splits, I think, are roughly fine. Um, and favorite cooked over a fire food? I'm going to go. Uh, S'mores was actually my first one. I was like, I don't know if that counts. I used to go camping a lot when I was a kid. Um, we used to go with my my grandfather. used to take us quite a bit. He was a big outdoors guy. And so just something about just a cheap hot dog and and baked beans cooked by the fire brings back very specific memories of, of my late grandfather. So I will go, I'll go with that just for sentimental reasons. Just a, just a cheap, That's cheapo awesome. hot dog. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, they screwed up. They screwed up. They should have used Aaron Jones more. They absolutely should have. Like he is your most effective offensive player. And the fact that you got him zero touches in the second quarter, stupid, 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 stupid. So, absolutely, like, they need to make sure that that dude is 100% involved in the offense every single quarter of an NFL game. And I can't believe I actually have to say that out loud, but, yeah, that that's 100% the way it should be. And most, uh, my favorite over-the-fire food, actually, uh, one of the things that uh, my dad taught me was, to take a sweet onion, wrap it in tinfoil, and chuck it in a fire. And you just let that sucker cook. And then as soon as, you know, after a while, it's going to cook fully through. You pull it out with tongs, throw it on, like, the, the camping table, and then throw some butter on top of it, let it melt into it. My God, that thing is amazing. Amazing. So... Uh, that would be my over the fire food, but guys, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. We've got a couple. Of, we'll, we'll do some final thoughts, and um, yeah, well, Sarah, we'll start with you. Yeah, I have no final thoughts except football's back, and I'm very happy about <laughs> it. And I hope everyone else is is happy too. Um, and we're on to the Falcons. We're we're on to the Falcons. <laughs> Hopefully, at this let's time. Go. Next week, Packers will be 2-0, and uh, but just really excited for the season. I mean, that was just awesome, and, you know, Bears fans' tears are, are never never a bad thing. Um, they taste delicious. Yeah, it's just so funny, and all the videos. The, the other thing, actually, I guess I do have not really a final thought, but it's a final question. 
why are there Bears fans that are posting videos of themselves on the internet like, they keep doing this to us. Why are they doing this to us? It's like, don't put that out there because then Packers fans are just going to take it and clip it and make all these videos. I mean, tweets are tweets. Everybody has takes on Twitter. That's a different thing. But to upload a video of yourself yelling at the TV or literally crying, that's a lot. I feel like you're you're just putting yourself uh, out they there. Want, they want the clout. They want they want they want yeah, the views. It's they... a lot. It's just a lot. But, but you're uh, right. You're absolutely. But I mean, it's very enjoyable for us. Um, but so keep I mean, coming. I guess keep doing it. But so I'm please do it. Please. <laughs> we love the tears. We love the tears. I just have to wonder why. Yeah. Uh, for me, I've got them firing up all the writing and everything I'm doing. Uh, so I, I will not name all that here because it's too much. I'm caught in a weird spot where I'm like excited about football and I want to cover everything while at the same time going, I will burn out by week three if I do everything I want to do. So I'm trying to pace myself. But right now I've got uh, yesterday on Pack Report was uh, about canned calls. Um, that was a question that came into me about like when a, when a quarterback cans a call, what is, what, is he, what is he seeing that makes him change that call? So I try to tackle that, and that's just when the quarterback goes up to the line with two calls. He's got a choice. He can do one or the other. And so I kind of dove deep into that. That's up in Packer Report now. On Cheesehead TV today, I did a piece on uh, four plays, which is uh, that, that running back throwback, the leak to Musgrave, and then a couple plays that preceded that. I did done some YouTube videos over on YouTube channel that I'm not going to name all those. And then also yesterday was the second uh, second episode of Packers playbook with uh, me and John Kuhn. So we walked through three plays from this past week as well. Again, two of those, it was the running back throwback, Leak to Musgrave, and then the Aaron Jones touchdown uh, throw. So we walked through those. You you identified him on the sideline, correct? We identified him on the sideline. (laughs) Yeah. He was like, I'm down there. I was like, oh, there you are. Uh, So that was fun. Yeah, I get to kind of get to pick his brain every week with asking questions uh, and learning a bit there. And that's that's been a lot of fun. So that's up over on Cheesehead TV's YouTube channel right now. So it's been got a couple other things I think I'll be working on. I'm doing um, what tomorrow? Today, when you're listening to this, doing Pack a Day Happy Hour with Andy and Maggie. I'll be on mm-hmm. Last Call Lambo this week. Um, like I said, I'm trying not to burn myself out, but at the same time, I'm just so excited <laughs> to talk about football, man. It's Sounds week like one you're win. Doing a lot. I'm re- like reveling in it, baby. Reveling in it. Well, that's awesome. Um, I mean, everything I've seen from you and, and Kuhn, like that's that looks like it's gonna be a great like video podcast it's been like, awesome, like session, whatever. Um, but I, like Sarah said, I'm like I'm just I'm just excited for football. Uh, I'm excited for football, and this is going to be awesome. So, um, I made my I broke down. And I made my first batch of chili, uh, even though I said I wasn't going to. Uh, totally happened. What uh, on Sunday? And you didn't send us a picture or anything. Last week you're on, like, I'm not doing it. It's too hot. Yeah, <laughs> I made it on Friday. I made it on Friday. Oh, he didn't even wait till Sunday. No, could, on could, Friday. Couldn't wait. It was uh, there was there was the coldness in the air, and uh, I was at Walmart getting all the ingredients, and of course they didn't have the hot Italian sausage, so I had to get the uh, firecracker brats. But oh my god, like made it even spicier. So um, yeah, it was good. It was very very good. Uh, I enjoyed it. But um, man, I'm just I'm excited. Football's back. Thank you guys for listening. We. We freaking love it. It's it's amazing that we can talk Packers football and you guys all want to know and, and hear what we have to say. So 
Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at Dusty Easley, at Sarah Keller, for at Packet A Podcast, and at C Perich. We will be back next week, hopefully talking about another Packers victory with 2-0 Packers. But uh, we'll be back. And as always, go Pack Go! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.